0: I'm Dennis, and I'm Bonnie, and we are here counting down the Oscar winners for Best Picture from Worst to Best. Theoretically. From, uh, theoretically, <laughs> yes, we're all the way up to number 29, which is theoretically the best one so
1: far. What are
0: we talking about today?
1: We're talking about Midnight Cowboy from
0: 1969. Yeah, so what's your history with Midnight Cowboy?
1: No, no history at all. I, uh, I didn't know... Uh, anything about it I might have heard of it I don't know oh um, okay but knew never heard anybody talking about it didn't didn't know it well
0: you had a good guess last week when I, I asked what it yes. was about yeah you said it was about a male stripper right that oh, was
1: well. pretty close pretty close because yes. I could I was also seeing the the image on our little yeah on our little, whatever we call thumb tacks, uh but They're not thumbtacks, thumbnails. They're like, yeah. They're little postcards. Yeah, I have
0: some visual aids in our yeah. podcasting room. And
1: so on this, it, it's usually the movie posters, but down at a miniature scale. Right. And so I could see that there's a man, a couple of men. Now I see it's a couple of men in what looks like New York City. Yeah. So then I was like, well, Midnight Cowboy, New York City, that sounds like a stripper name, or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is our
0: third Dustin Hoffman movie that we've covered. Yeah, uh, he's in I best was thinking about that. Some yeah. best picture winners—the end of three consecutive consecutive decades, really. Oh, this is also 79 and eighty-eight for Rain Man. Wow. So theoretically, this is the best of his best picture winners. <laughs> But yeah. uh, let's just get into the losers. losers. There were four losers. Okay. Anne of the Thousand Days wow, was never a. Heard of it. Yeah, it's a historical costume drama about Anne Boleyn. Okay. Her relationship with Henry VIII. It's just kind of a long, late 60s costume drama. Richard Burton. Um, okay. Plays Henry VIII. It also, in telling the story, it kind of recycles the story of, of Thomas More as a subplot. And, right. Because uh, Anne
1: Boleyn was the first mistress that he... Yeah, he, he divorced he Catherine divorced his wife for to, her. For her. And then he beheaded her, right? Well, yeah.
0: I mean, his reasoning was different. Yeah, and then he beheaded her <laughs> because she couldn't bear a son. Um, yeah, it's... I think it's kind of a snooze that makes you realize how good Man for All Seasons actually was telling uh-huh. a similar story in just a much yeah. more uh, compelling way, uh-huh. only three years after that.
1: So it felt like a thousand days watching Oh, it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and of a thousand minutes.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: also, from another oh. big Hollywood movie of the year is uh, Hello, Dolly, the
1: okay.
0: um, big budget Musical version of the Broadway smash hit. Okay. Um, instead of uh, Carol Channing, was kind of iconic in the Broadway version, but she's replaced here by Barbara Streisand, who was
1: who can definitely sing. Really
0: great singer. You know the movie was extremely expensive. Ended up losing money, even though it was one of the year's biggest hit money makers.
1: Oh, because uh, it's because so it was much.
0: so expensive, and it's really. You see the big budget musicals kind of in decline towards the end of the okay. 60s. Uh, but it's not the disaster that Dr. Doolittle was. Okay. But like Dr. Doolittle, it does scrape off a Best Picture nomination.
1: So uh, did it? Is 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 it a good movie? I see Walter Mouth has in
0: it. Yeah, Walter Mouth has in it.
1: What, what about in comparison to My Fair Lady?
0: I think *My Fair Lady* is a better movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, certainly better. It, it's, I mean the, it's a good musical. I don't think it's as good a musical as, as *My Fair Lady*. Just kind of talking about just the stage versions, and you know it's kind of long, but there's, it's it's watchable. I mean, you like musicals, so mm-hmm. you probably enjoy it. It's uh, Wally really likes it. It's the movie that he would play oh. in the movie Wally. <laughs> Okay. you remember that? Yeah, remember. I
1: do. That oh, kind of opens look, the movie with a, a song from Hello movie. Dolly. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. I like Wally. Oh, Wally's great. Uh, so I think I've heard that Barbara Streisand has a reputation of being difficult to as an actress. Yeah. Is Have you? I've any, heard the
0: same thing. Um, I mean, she's ridiculously talented, just in terms of, uh, for, I mean, her singing is yeah. really a, a iconic. And she's a very good actress, too. She has the, the reputation as kind of a diva, you know, that's... Um, but, you know, I, I think there's certainly some sexism yeah. in that. I, although, I'm I'm sure she's not pleasant to work on. I wouldn't want to be, like, the caterer or the soundboy on the set. Right. But I think you get that with big stars a lot of the time. And, mm-hmm.
1: uh, and if uh, she were male, big star. Yeah, like with, um, I think, Robert
0: Redford is very insistent, I think, at this time on his image. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure these uh, performers have a lot on the line and they're... Yeah. You can walk over and pull the with So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, speaking of Robert Redford, uh, we have Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid.
1: Okay, I've heard of that.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this brings the, well, no, the it's the same team as The Sting. It's a few years earlier with Robert Redford, Paul Newman, and director George Roy Hill. So, this is about a band of outlaws from, um, I think they're real legendary figures from the Old West. And they're train robbers. Um, the movie is very much a beloved classic. Um, similar to this thing, I do get kind of frustrated with the Redford character. As a Sundance kid, uh, just kind of like too sanitized and what should be kind of an anti-hero role. Uh-huh. Image consciousness, uh, but in this case, I think that Paul Newman has it's uh, given a lot more to do than he was in The Sting.
1: I mean, it sounds a lot like The Sting, just a different setting.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like The Sting in the in the Old West. Um, it introduced the uh, famous song "Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head." Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, that's the theme song. doesn't really sound like it comes from a Western, but no, it, it is from this movie. And finally, we have Z. Ever heard of Z? No. Yeah, this is a political thriller. It's a French-Algerian Alger- production um, directed by Costa, Costa Graves, a uh, uh, Greek- Director, uh, we talked about briefly in our Gandhi episode. He directed Missing. Oh, yeah. so he does a lot of these political thrillers okay. of, of these kind of uh, a lot of stuff about revolutionary violence. This is kind of tells a story of it's a fictionalized account of an actual assassination of a, a revolutionary who was became a threat to the junta, the I guess the military. Dictatorship at the time in Greece.
1: Okay. Yeah. Not in Algeria. Not in
0: Algeria, no. But there was similar stuff going on in Algeria at the time, okay. too. All
1: right. And that uh, does actually, I, I don't.
0: I just rewatched it this week. I, I don't think it, the movie names the country. Oh, okay. But the actual plot it's based on is in Greece. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think. Greece was under a dictatorship for, like I think, the late 60s through the mid 70s. Yes. So, uh, Z is a very good movie.
1: Yeah. But this one is Greek. just the letter Z.
0: It's just the letter Z.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or Z in Britain. So, oh. Uh so Butch and Sundance Kid was the biggest hit of the year, uh, followed by The Love Bug. You remember the Love Bug, mm-hmm. Herbie movie. Herbie movie, I love that. Talking movie. car, not talking yeah. car, just a car with a personality. Yeah, I mean, kind of you, like an R two D two. He talks yeah. through peeps and stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. I loved that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. You
0: love all the Herbie
1: movies? No. <laughs> but I loved a lot of them. Yeah. The I love movie.
0: it. I I really lo- I like the second one as a kid, the one with Helen Hayes. Uh, okay. Herbie rides again with uh, San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco, and, like, he saves the house being right. sought by realtors. Yeah, I haven't seen that, like, since I was maybe 10. So. Yeah.
1: I remember, I think it was Herbie Goes Bananas. <laughs> yeah. That was the first movie in my life that I didn't like. I had yeah. al- always, you know, gone, every movie, you know, this is, I was probably 11 or so. Yeah. And saw it, uh, we were living in Italy. Okay. Yeah. Saw it on the um, the outdoor theater on the 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 base that big park. Anyway, I remember where I was, and it was just like, "Oh, there! I'm all ready to do it," and it was, "Here goes, bananas!" And I was just like, "This is a dumb movie." <laughs> it is a bad movie. Time, yeah. It's the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: surprisingly, I think Midnight Cowboy was a, a really big hit. I don't It really, doesn't really seem like a crowd-pleasing uh-huh. blockbuster, but right. it, audiences were different. In, yeah. In this, uh, this is solidly in the Boomer era. Also, yes. you see with uh, Easy Rider. uh uh-huh.
1: I don't know uh, Easy Rider.
0: It's yeah. the biker movie. It was made independently with, uh, Henry Fonda made it, uh, no, Sorry, Peter Fonda, made it Henry's okay. son, Jane's brother.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so definitely uh, baby boomer.
0: Definitely, Jane Fonda was in uh, had a big, uh, had a, a reasonable hit this year. But they shoot horses, don't they? Uh, kind of a depression era uh, okay. movie about a, a dance competition. Uh, also, True. A classic mm-hmm. yep. western. Tom Wayne movie, uh, I actually would prefer the twenty ten remake, which is one of my favorite movies. But yeah. this is Coen great. Brothers. Coen Brothers, yes. Uh, I'm learning. Yeah. Uh, this is a great one too. So.
1: I've Good. also seen True Grit, the Coen Brother. I've seen yeah. both of them. Hmm. Yeah. Good.
0: Uh, so we are through our main attraction. So what has been like cowboy about?
1: Midnight Cowboy is about a a young man from Texas who le- decides to leave his sort of dead end mm-hmm. town to go to his dreams of he's going to go to New York become a uh, like a male prostitute to wealthy women
0: yeah a boy can dream
1: <laughs> and. Just make a a high society life for himself in New York. Right. But the movie is really, I guess it's mostly about this, his time in New York and how it doesn't go as he plans. It's much harder than, than he had envisioned. And so he battles with a lot of things. He battles with just... People aren't friendly. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get paid. He it's hard to uh, get into the business. (laughs) He gets taken. He needs (laughs) management. He gets taken advantage of. Yeah. Um, He's not very smart. In addition, and it it's just so it just kind of tells that story, and eventually, um, you know, get through all this. Uh, meets up with um, Dustin Hoffman's character. I don't remember his name.
0: Ratso Rizzo.
1: Oh, that's right, Ratso. He doesn't no. like that. His name is Rico. Um. <laughs> yeah, so just to to call him what he wants to be called, Rico, is this um, big guy living on the margins of society yeah. who first, to he is he's like the opposite of this cowboy. In every physical aspect. Right. Instead of being this tall, blonde, physical specimen of a guy, he's mm-hmm. this small, has a limp, um, mm-hmm. uh, but but very smart. Yeah. And anyway, just scra- scrapes his way by in New York, uh, Italian from the Bronx. Yeah. And so they end up striking eventually a sort of partnership, friendship, yeah. and I guess it becomes a buddy movie. But yeah. it's um yeah, it's very gritty. Yes. Uh depressing. Yes. Uh, slimy. <laughs> it's a downer. Depressing yes. yeah, I already said depressing. It's a downer, yeah. It's a it's definitely a a downer of yeah. a movie. Yeah. That's So, like,
0: when we talked about the French connection, how kind of in this era New York City kind of becomes the stand-in for hell, Yeah, journey into right. hell. Yeah, yeah, uh, That's really what this yeah, is, too. Yeah,
1: you definitely see that. It's just, again, the, the, this era seems yeah. terrible. And yeah,
0: it makes you want to not go to New York City. Not want
1: to go to New York not want to be in the 60s. Uh, everybody is bad. Even the good people are bad. So did you like it? I did not like it. <laughs> uh, I decided because of the way you indicated it last week. I think you even said you might want to watch this one alone. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I did Actually, watch I don't it.
0: think Adam would like this.
1: No, I... I I watched it and I told him I watched it, and, and then I said, "You're welcome." <laughs> was, he would not have liked this movie. Yeah, um, I, I, I think I prefer American Beauty to this movie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I really didn't it. like this movie. So you're it's gonna have so, to explain well, to me <laughs> what what am I missing? On. I mean, I can see that Dustin Hoffman is remarkable as always. I don't know how he makes himself so small. I know he's. he's, Yeah, yeah. and maybe John. Who's the John Foy? John
0: Foy. Yeah.
1: Is this? Well, we've seen him as an old man, right? He's still. Yeah,
0: he's been in a lot of. I think he was a villain in Mission Impossible, the first one of.
1: I don't recognize he's in his in Ollie's
0: Yeah. Uh, he played Howard Cosell in all of the movie Ali.
1: Who is, um? what's her name, uh, Angelina Jolie's dad?
0: John Boyd. Oh, yeah. that is her. Yeah. So, okay.
1: Yeah, he's. I don't think I've ever seen him young before. Oh, yeah. No,
0: he's very different young. Um, I mean, he's <laughs> kind of become a very, um, he's very much a, a MAGA. Um, John Boyd. now. Oh, Yeah. Because, really yeah kind of uh speaks out a lot on uh politics
1: but it seems like angelina jolie would not
0: no i don't think she supports <laughs> sort of that and, Okay. Uh, yeah
1: oh that's interesting yeah so i don't At this I... time
0: here is was like anti-war activism and all of that oh, so okay he's really kind of changed yeah. a lot over the years
1: yeah it's an interesting he plays his part well i guess i mm-hmm. don't know if he's kind of not very bright but anyway if he is bright then he plays the part really well and it's it's just this sort of uh you know he's co- sort of a beautiful man you know he's right a, a tall strapping uh good-looking i don't know specimen so, and that's yeah. really all there is to him well he's very dim very dim
0: i, mean, I think he gives a really good performance um, what the role is Yeah, this kind of the really naive guy who has just no idea how he's coming across and yeah. um, just kind of the battles that he's dealing with. I'm probably not the best person to maybe try to redeem the movie okay. in your eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you Cause, don't like it either? Uh, no. Why is it I ranked don't... so high?
0: Well, we'll get into
1: that.
0: How is this ranked higher that. than Rain Man? <laughs> well, it's a lot higher than Rain Man. It was fifty yep. fourth. Wow. Yeah. Well, before we get into the comparative analysis, okay. let's just kind of look at it on its own terms.
1: Okay.
0: And um, but we'll get into that. The um, I remember not liking the movie. But it had been a while, and kind of as I was anticipating it coming up and thinking about it, and I remember these two performances, and I was thinking about what it actually is, is just kind of these two people at the bottom rungs of society just finding value in each other and developing this friendship. And so I was thinking to myself, I actually think I'm going to like it this time. Because, you know, that, uh, uh, sure, it's kind of a downer, but it's like there's I think that there's a lot of value in that okay. um, showing the dignity of these people at their the lowest rung of society. And then like as soon as I kind of get into like the stylistic choices and the, the technique, especially how the flashbacks are handled, it started all coming back to me like what really disturbed me about the movie yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I can't wait for this to be over. <laughs> yeah. And actually when it ended, I said to myself, I'm I'm am not gonna watch this one a second time. Oh wow. Because I was like that was unpleasant. Yeah, it is then unpleasant. like a day goes by and I'm like reading some other reviews and some video uh-huh. essays and it's like, okay, well I'll I'll go through it again and I guess it's a you know, taking it in small chunks when I watched it again, it was a little bit easier to get through. Um, but I just find it so... I, I think it's... I don't... I feel like it doesn't trust itself. It's kind of... It's all these, like, really weird bells and whistles where I, I, I really just want it to be about the drama of these two people and I think it's it's just a little bit too heightened in a way that just kind of turned me off. I I just didn't think it was disciplined because some of these um interludes that it has they're all kind of filmed in the same kind of like dreamlike type way but like some of them are flashbacks and some are fantasies and some are just like kind of drug-fueled hallucinations and there wasn't like a discipline to kind of distinguish them from each other Mm -hmm. and so eventually i i read i read the review by roger ebert okay which like, once I read it, it's like, well, it makes it hard for me to talk about it because I agreed with it so much that it's like, uh, how can I talk about it without just paraphrasing the review? So, so I'm just going to read a paragraph from a longer review. Um, but he says, the characters in their immediate world are absolutely right then, but the director, John Schlesinger, was not willing to tell their story with the simplicity I think it required. He took those two magnificent performances and dropped them into a trendy, gimmick-ridden exercise in fashionable cinema. Mm. The goes to the Swinging Sixties Huntsman Night Cowboy and robs it of the timelessness it should possess. Okay. Which I just think is exactly yeah. right. And it's, uh, I have a hard time talking about it without just kind of just paraphrasing that. Because yeah. the, I, I just... I think without all the excesses if it were just the story of Joe Buck and Brad so I think it would still be depressing and kind of a downer but I think I'd appreciate it more
1: like no man land Yeah no man Land is right. a fairly simplistic
0: very simple yeah
1: tells a story of people in the margins and and it's a, in a gritty fashion mm-hmm. And it's, and it's not cons- always yeah. pleasant. You know, right. it's it's not like this pretty thing to watch. No. But it's, I would watch that again. Yeah. It's not.
0: Yeah. It's, um... yeah, and Nomadland is kind of consistent in its, you know, from the start, it's very non-narrative, uh, tells the story through imagery and, yeah. and emotion. And it's, it's very consistent, whereas here I just kind of got... It really takes me out with the, the kind of juxtaposition between the realism and the uh, more formal elements yeah. of these
1: LSD interludes. Or whatever they were. Yeah,
0: and I think like it was actually effective in that party scene even though it was, it's unpleasant to watch, yeah, but it was effective in kind of putting you in that headspace of what it must be like to be in one of those,
1: yeah.
0: you know, Buc- New York City, City yeah. you know, Bacchanal-type things. But it's the same techniques we would seen over and over again for these yeah. flashbacks and, and uh, yeah. So I, I'm not a big fan of it. I wouldn't... Yeah. So and surprising I have that, that it,
1: so many people went to go see it and loved it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean it really 1969 a chord. Must have been like a time of real despair or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the. Um, yeah. Or maybe the, it, was it was just edgy, and so it's.
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that there's one of the odd things about it is like the. Um, The gimmicky parts just kind of don't stick with me as much as the core performances do. Yeah. So, it's like when I reflect on it, it's like I kind of remember these kind of pathetic scenes with these two guys trying to desperately make a connection. And and that's kind of sweet. And I kind of forget about all other stuff. Yeah. So, I think time kind of helps.
1: Yeah. It,
0: um you know, even just kind of a few days removed. It's like, I remember that those scenes annoyed me, but I don't really feel it. Uh So The way, like, I can still, like, when I think of, like, American Beauty's spugness, it's like, it's still, like, visceral to me. Where now it's like almost, I remember that I was annoyed, but it's, uh that's not, like, front of mind. But I, yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I've looked at a lot of other reviews and, you know, listened to some podcasts that are more enthusiastic and they're just kind of not bothered by that um distracting stuff and mm-hmm. are just kind of moved by the these two people finding finding something in this World,
1: so it is. It basically comes down to that. There, it's not things that we're missing. It's
0: yeah. I mean, I think we get it. It's and I think there are things to appreciate in. I mean, I I I think that kind of visual contrast between these two guys is that starkness is very memorable, and mm. I was actually kind of wondering how much. This influenced Laverne and Shirley.
1: Because
0: oh. if you remember, there are side characters, Lenny and Squiggy. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And that sort are kind of like oh, these yeah. guys. You have the tall blonde one uh, and the small greasy yeah. one with the nasally voice. And
1: yeah. 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 I mean, Very different tone. Yeah. Lenny is no John Voight, but... <laughs>
0: no, he's not. <laughs> he is dumb.
1: Yeah, that's
0: true. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the uh, Forrest Gump reference? I mean, it, the Midnight Cowboy reference in Forrest Gump.
1: No. I'm walking here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's probably the most famous line in the movie. Uh, according to Dustin Hoffman, it was... Um,
1: Except that you had the exact opposite. It was... Well, no, it wasn't Dustin Hoffman. It was Tom Hanks. Sorry, I was like mm-hmm. Dustin oh, Hoffman yeah. was the character, but it was Tom Hanks. Yeah, I'll no. just stop talking. No, that's okay. You're that's what it's a podcast. You yeah, should stop talking. Um, uh, yeah, um, this is not one better than Twelve Years a Slave. I mean, nobody. No, would
0: think that uh, but really, the the point of the list, and uh, as I said before, it's not a definitive list. It's just I I spent an afternoon aggregating uh-huh. different lists and rankings online, and it mostly, I think, represents uh, consensus more than, like, uh, objective quality. Right. So, like, and I think that's more or less kind of borne out as we've gone through. Like, we started, some of our earlier movies, like Wings or Mrs. Miniver, I think we'd have a lot higher than we yes. ranked here. Those
1: were great movies. Right. Objectively better, but... The consensus yes. is not there,
0: right? And where I'd say like Mrs. Miniver is ranked too low, it, I mean like it needs to be reappreciated. I wouldn't say, okay. oh why is it ranked at sixty seventh because it's so beloved and people still talk about it. It's like, Like Cowboy just gets a lot more cultural. It's much more present in the culture mm-hmm. than Mrs. Miniver, even though it's I, I I I'm not a I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. So, wah. wah. I, and that's okay. You know, yeah. art is subjective. and. Um,
1: right, watch it if you people, want to. Yeah.
0: We're
1: not here not
0: to tell going you not to. to watch it. Yes. Fine, it we'll is it. noted as the only um, X-rated Best Picture winner. X-rated? Yes. It's not... It's now an R. Um, the rating system was very new then.
1: Okay. And
0: so it was... I think at first it was G, P, G, M for Mature, and then X is really like what we think of as R now. Okay. Um, It was actually originally first rated M, and then Jack Valenti, the head, changed it to X because of the um, homosexual references.
1: Okay. And then
0: after it became a hit and won the Oscars, they resubmitted it, and it was made in R, which they had made at that point. Okay. But with the, with the switch from X to R was because the X rating ended up getting co-opted by the porno theaters in New York. So then the public started right. to associate X with pornography. Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, when you say it's an X rated movie, it's like, it's, it's not really pornography. It's, okay. Got it. But it's not a movie for children. Yeah.
1: Right, so that's why i probably... definitely want, a hard R. Yeah, why I was surprised when you said X-rated.
0: Yeah. Um, at any rate, um, did you pull up the um, limerick? Oh. You had what? <laughs> <I> had <laughs> no, your big job was watching the movie. <laughs> yes,
1: that was dramatic in itself. Okay, so here is the chat GPT limerick. Okay. In Midnight Cowboy to Rome, like am, mm-hmm. Joe and Ratso seeking a home. Through hustle and strife, they navigate life. In New York's urban jungle, they comb. Oh, that's, 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 that's one of the most limericky. Wow. Yeah. In Midnight Cowboy to Rome, Joe and Ratso seeking a home. Through hustle and strife, they navigate life. In New York's urban jungle, they comb. That well, makes uh, it seem more pleasant that makes, that, That's a high bar. It is a high bar. Sorry. That's a limerick. Okay. I... Oh, this is so good. <laughs> you did read it yet. I did.
0: <laughs> I don't like reading my own works. So okay. You
1: know, there once was a drifter named Joe, sure. whose prospects were terribly low. His plans all fell flat, so he teamed up with Rat. So, in this dark urban tale full of woe. Wo- wo- I love it. It's it's it it sums up the movie much better. Okay. Thank you. I once was a drifter named Joe. He really was a drifter. Yeah. His prospects were terribly low. That's absolutely true. His plans all fell flat. That's true. So he flat teamed so. up with Ratso. His plans all fell flat. So he teamed up with Ratso in this dark urban tale full of woe. That's a really that's Great. You should write limericks. I just did. Wow. Dennis, you are good at this. You're better than ChatGPT.
0: Well, that's why writers should be paid.
1: <laughs> yeah, very so, good.
0: Midnight Cowboy got uh, seven nominations. Oh, that's too many. Okay. Yeah, uh, three acting nominations. Okay, three. I can
1: see the. Um, well, who's the third? <laughs> The, the woman that, I mean, yeah. that uh, he called up to, I mean, who he didn't, yeah. she didn't pay him, yes. he paid her.
0: <laughs> that's Sylvia Miles, oh, okay. that's the woman with the poodle.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Cass,
0: I think is her name. It's the
1: first one. <laughs> that, Very small role. Yeah, it is a small role, but it's the biggest role out of all the, outside of those two guys. So then John yeah. Boyd and Dustin Hoffman got what two they're both leading they're both leading yeah
0: okay yeah they both lost to john wayne
1: shoo for for, true grit for
0: true grit yes okay they both eventually win um that's not been twice
1: what Uh, does john voigt win for
0: he wins for coming home in 1978 a movie about uh, iraq um not iraq uh, vietnam veterans coming home uh, anyways, so one Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay, so only three, uh, but three important ones. Um, yeah, as I said, Dustin Hoffman and John Voight both lost to John Wayne for True Grit, uh, his only Oscar, and mm-hmm. Sylvia Miles um, lost to Goldie Hahn for um, the uh, Cactus Flower. Mm. Uh Comedy is just uh, she was just she had been in Laughing. This was her first big transition to movies, so okay. she played a dumb blonde. Um, and she was hilarious at it, you know, yes, it would become her Goldie. career. Yeah, uh, she's she's great though. Yeah, and, um, I
1: loved Goldie Hunt
0: Yeah, and then film editing it lost. I don't remember what, too. Um, uh, but also, uh, Maggie Smith, uh, legendary Maggie Smith, oh, one best actress from. From, the, yeah, Downton Abbey, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, Sister she's act.
1: Miss, she's Mrs. What uh, is she? Professor McGonagall. Professor McGonagall. Yeah. Oh, look so at her! She's, so young. Uh, she's
0: a terrific actress. She's a national treasure. She's still, still with us. Nice. Uh, she won for the Mr. Jean Brody, and then the Gig Young won the Supporting Actor Award for, they shoot horses, don't they? Oh, anyway. oh, did you? You wanted to look at the rankings?
1: You ranked it low. It was kind of
0: uh, polar, very polarizing. Yeah,
1: very polarizing. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think it it did very well
0: on the AFI polls. So I think the bonus points kind of yeah. bumped it up. But yeah, yeah that's I mean, but I there's. And it it's a, a, really. Three, four it's of the slam, rankings are in the are top twenty. Yeah, and then four, four of the rankings are in the bottom half of the list. So it yeah. really is polarizing. It's, yeah, you can, can see. see. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's coming up next. Oh,
1: hopefully a palate cleanser.
0: Yeah. All right. I,
1: so I've yeah. got, no country for old men, Amadeus, Parasite, Moonlight, and the best years of our lives. I think it's gonna okay. be Amadeus. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, that'll be a, a change of pace.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, I think it's going to, it has to be The Departed, right? I mean, The I have Departed's no idea. not going to yeah. be in the mid 20s, right?
1: I don't know. I've never seen um, The Departed. <laughs>
0: okay. All uh, oh, quite on the Western Front, uh, Rebecca, Sound of Music. That'd be a nice change of pace, actually. Oh, yeah. i do that. Um, and right. I'm going to add The Deer Hunter. I'm going to put up Love. The Deer Hunter. So. Wow. Well, um, so, without further ado, let's, let's see what it do, is. Yes,
1: please. <gasps> oh. <laughs> the sound <laughs> of music. The
0: sound of music. It's so, so, we're nice. staying in the 60s. Yeah. What do year is this? <laughs> such a um, whiplash from yes. one to the other. Sound of Music. 1965. Yeah.
1: 1965. Wow. What do you really think this got, is about? They got much more cynical in between 65 and 69. Yeah. Sound of Music. Well, even
0: the ones in between.
1: It's a Nazi very... war film.
0: <laughs> You've seen it before.
1: <laughs> yeah. So we will be
0: back next week with... The sound of music. All right. All right. So long.
1: Farewell. I bid (laughs) you all adieu.